you got a pen? You want to write this down? Get fucked. My name is Matthew Kroll. And get your shit on, Magic Mike. My name is Shahir Dowd. And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the film Mortal Kombat. I was surprised you didn't do the echo effect or something. Mortal Kombat! Yeah. Pretty exciting moment, I guess, in the in the in the birthday celebrations that are about to ensue for Matthew Kroll. It's an exciting moment to be alive. Is it your birthday the day we release this episode? Yeah, no. No, Monday. 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 But but importantly enough. As we were just discussing pre-show, when this drops at what we do normally five thirty on Sundays, is that our time? Yeah, something like that. Uh, something like that. I will be probably on hour seven of a charity stream over on Twitch. <laughs> uh, if you go to Twitch.tv/slash/extra credits, if you listen to this right when it comes out or anytime Sunday, please come over there. We're doing a uh, charity. I like donating my birthday time to uh, to to causes I believe in. This time we are doing a, a wonderful charity called Rise Against the Disorder, which is uh, dedicated to providing free mental health care for uh, everyone that they can. They're also great if you're ever looking for a therapist. If you just go to URAD.org, mm-hmm. uh, they are a phenomenal resource and really great folks. I'm so psyched to be raising money for them through mm-hmm. playing Dark Souls Remastered with crowd control, meaning you could donate a few bucks here or there to either help or hurt my run directly. You want to give me some souls? You want to make me invisible you want to make the game harder you could throw a couple bucks toward this charity and make my life happier or more of a living hell depending on if you like me or not <laughs> that sounds all very uh all for a great cause again happy birthday to you uh i'm wondering why you didn't choose mortal Kombat as your game and i wonder i wonder what the uh the 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 menu system for like helping or hindering your Mortal Kombat experience would be. Oh, I wish I wish that existed. Sadly, Crowd Control only has a few games that it will do. Though, though actually, quite a few. Mortal Kombat was not on there. Uh, but Shahir, it's your birthday coming up as well. Yeah, yeah, the following week. I, I'm yeah. I'm going to celebrate by watching the Mitchells versus the Machines, which I think is the new. Um, uh, Phil Lord, Chris Miller joint, which is going to be dropping on Netflix. And I think that's probably the movie we might do the following week as well. So that's okay. my birthday treat to we myself. Got- we got two birthday treats. Yeah. Two birthday air quotes treats. <laughs> um, <laughs> this no, uh, I mean we'll, we'll get into it a little bit. Do we? Oh, we have an email first. Oh, we do have an email. Yes, and uh, apologies in advance. I am trying to save my voice a little bit. It has been uh, uh, a hectic few days of uh, many long phone calls, and it's finally caught up with me. But I will uh, try to get through this, and I may not be able to shout "Mortal Kombat" as loudly as I. I uh, liked that that Muppets version. <laughs> yeah, the you Mortal just said, Kombat. Oh, yeah, it's Kermit the Frog <laughs> yeah, or yeah, Miss Piggy, depending on which one you just, yeah. Uh, Jacob writes us in about going another round. I was worried that another round was essentially going to be a frivolous, dumb comedy about middle-aged men's lives falling apart as they drank more and more. Ultimately, <laughs> my worries were misplaced. I love the film, and I think Aww. that was largely in part because the film didn't take its premise that all that seriously. Mm. It existed in a strange middle ground where the events of the film were instigated by this strange, silly idea, but the stakes and consequences and themes of the film were far realer than that instigation this was refreshing to me it felt like a drama instigated by a comedy and then untethered from those trappings while still maintaining levity and hope i can see the film being much murkier to read about uh, from an alcohol commentary perspective and i do think it doesn't completely fail in regards to saying something about it but any possible failings there didn't distract from my enjoyment of being inspired to look at my own life and keep fighting oh 
And I almost forgot my new ambient background blood alcohol level is 0.09. I guess that's, is that a wine? Is that like a beer? I don't know what that is. Yeah, we didn't do our research (laughs) enough on that one. Five shots of tequila? I don't know. Uh, Drink responsibly, everybody. (laughs) If it is your birthday, uh, share a beverage But uh, if you feel the need to. But uh, please drink responsibly. And don't operate heavy machineries or play Dark Souls. Whatever it is you float about. Whatever whatever your poison is. Uh, Yeah, weirdly enough, I too will be bone sober on that stream. So this will be interesting. Sober. Yeah, bone sober. That does uh, sound th- like a Mortal Kombat fatality. <laughs> bone sober. <laughs> Flawless victory. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Jacob, for writing in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this was a tricky one because I got up at 7 o'clock this morning, uh, dropped off my son to school, and then came home, quickly turned on the television, put my pajamas back on. Yeah. Uh, the only time I could watch this movie was this morning, and it did drop this morning, so this is one of our most uh, contemporaneous uh, episodes, Ooh, I guess. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Um, and, and I cuddled up into the couch, put on a warm blankie, sipped a little hot tea, and turned on Mortal Kombat. A little bit of ultraviolence for the early morning hours. Shahir wins. <laughs> uh, or did he? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, th- so first and foremost, your your description sounds like the ultimate way to watch this movie. Really? I, I, might, I don't know I might that. even I might even categorize this as a new term that you helped coin in my mind. A pajama movie. A pajama jammy jam? A pajama jammy jam, if you will. <laughs> um, so so before we even get into the film, I, I, I watched it two hours ago. So okay. we, we're, we're all super, super fresh. Right. Side note, apologies listeners and apologies to two individual guests. Uh, because Shahir and I's schedules were so messed up this week and and I had my charity stream and Shahir's been working super hard. Like it's It's been a little bit nuts. We had only one specific time we could watch and or record this podcast this week. Uh, originally, we had two people that were psyched to be on this podcast that uh, I couldn't get to because of last minute things and stuff like that. We did. Uh, I'm hearing about this for the first Matt time. Matt Bronsdorf. Oh, okay. uh, wanted to be on because uh, oh, I was texting back Jura, and forth. Yeah. And Jura. Uh. I texted them both. I saw if they could make a last minute thing, but they couldn't. Actually, Matt is watching it right now. <laughs> and Jura watched it earlier and said he dug it. But he was doing his podcast. So it just didn't work out. So apologies about that. But we wanted to get this sort of out in, you know, as what what's the word you used? Uh, the most temporaneous. Contemporaneously. Wow. Wow. You're, you're so smart. Um <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm just making up that word, by the way. Well, I, I, mean, I do that sounded, a lot. I, I make up a lot of words. But here's the thing. You made it up. I believed it was a word. Therefore, you're you're smarter than me. Uh, which, again, I don't know how, how much that that gets you. Okay. Uh, but I, just, first... I just checked and Googled it. And yes, contemporaneous is a word. Nice. Um, <laughs> Shahir. Confidence before, in my own abilities there. Before we get to this film, what is your history with Mortal Kombat? I mean, I have fought in at least three tournaments and had both my arms ripped off and regrown them, um, you know, in the last 10 to 15 years. Um, Liu Kang has defeated me at least twice, and I have been um, sent to the to the outer world at least three times. That's about okay, it. Okay, yeah. so uh, do, you, do you fight for Outworld if you're fighting Liu Kang? Are you part of the Nether Realm factions? Look, uh, I'll be what? honest with you. I played Mortal Kombat when it came out, obviously. Right. I of was course. a kid when it was in the arcade and it was the mm-hmm. hot ticket 
mm-hmm. alongside Street Fighter. I enjoyed Street Fighter more because Street Fighter felt like it took a little bit more skill, but Mortal Kombat certainly felt like it was more fun because you would unlock these fatalities. And of course, that was the big deal about Mortal Kombat in the arcade, was like learning the, uh, the fatalities. I don't even know how we would learn about how to do the fatalities since the internet didn't exist, and I had to walk 50 miles to get to the nearest arcade, and um, also uh, we traveled by dinosaur at the time. But <laughs> well, that's, that's the cool thing about <laughs> arcade culture, right? Like, And video games in general beforehand, I mean, Nintendo had helplines and a couple other things, but like the Konami code, was, actually, oh God, actually the, the blood code... Line. The blood code for the Genesis Mortal Kombat to turn the sweat back into blood was ABACABB was the was the code for that. I still have it in my head, like the Contra code uh, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA select start. Um, like, the, the, but these are these were like ancient runes passed from child to child to let you know the secrets of the game. Uh, so you were an arcade kid when Mortal Kombat came out. And, and then it came out on the Sega Genesis. Uh, in New Zealand, it was called the Sega Mega Drive, which I had. Mm-hmm. Um, I recall the controversies. Mortal Kombat was filled with controversies because of the um, moral panic about the ultraviolence in the, in the games. Sure. Um, which, of course, led to the formation of the uh, ESRB, I believe it's called, the yep. Entertainment Standards Rating B- Ratings Board. Um, so the, all of that, of course, at that age, just made it all the more appealing to get the game and learn every fatality that there was. I didn't. I don't love the game. Um, I think... I think the new versions, I, I, I recall coming to your house and playing Mortal Kombat X, and I recall beating you, which I was very proud mm-hmm. of. Yes. Um, but uh, I have not played the game very much since then. I've definitely seen cutscenes, and I've seen how much fun they're having with uh, tying in uh, alternate IP into the game. Like, I believe you can play Arnold Schwarzenegger now. Yep. Um, but, uh, but I have not kept up. I was, I was tempted this week. Uh, I believe there was a Sony sale to purchase it, but I, I got to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't... Um, I, I, how do I feel about the game itself? I think, I think well, it's there's a so very, many versions at yeah. this point too. But I mean, the game in principle versus something like Street Fighter, which I would happily buy a copy of. I, I think Mortal Kombat really is good at knowing what it is and plays it for you know, like understands that the appeal is the violence, right? Like, well, it, yes, and and B movie. Uh, B movie, I'll say uh, rhetoric. I don't know uh, uh, values that that tied in with martial arts films and uh, uh, like Hong Kong action theater style stuff mixed with like supernatural. Like it's almost like it's almost like 1970s martial arts films mixed with like the most metal van you've ever seen painted. Right, like and with like the with the guitar and a demon on a moon, like, like the character from Onward. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And and um, people have gotten attached to the characters, and the, and the narratives around the characters has certainly developed. New characters have introduced. The storylines have gotten much better, I'm sure. Um, you, I think, are more primed to discuss the contemporary uh, approach to Mortal Kombat. I mean, here's here's the interesting thing about it. Again, I was an arcade rat. Uh, Mortal Kombat Two was how I turn how I learned the term pool shark. 
Okay. Um, I, I forget if I've told this story on here, but I used to go to the arcade, and once I learned what a pool shark was from my father, I was like, I can do this with Mortal Kombat too. <laughs> right. Would so you lure just, them in by like playing badly? Yes. Oh man. Yes, I would. And you put your quarter on the side, and you lure people in, and then you start betting money, and then you have uh, then you have enough like five, ten bucks for the rest of the week to buy candy at the general store. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying I did not live a a a uh, lower to middle class kid. privileged life, but yeah. that that was like my that was my my, my barroom brawl was Mortal Kombat <laughs> 2 specifically. Um, and then as uh, as the as the original film came out, that was the first, the Mortal Kombat, the 1995 version, mm-hmm. which I still stand as, I think, probably the best, uh, quote, quotes, uh, video game movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, the When that dropped, that was the first movie that I had seen more than twice in the theaters. I saw that movie four times in the theaters when I was... Mm-hmm. 15 okay. I don't even know um and, and and the games my my history with the games I kept playing through 3 4 and then I sort of dropped off when they started getting to like um past Mortal Kombat 4 Gold I think on the N64 and then they got real weird mm-hmm. and then they kind of swung back the developer Mortal- changed right at so some it's point. still always Nether Realm and mm-hmm. Ed Boon still <laughs> runs it I think John Tobias is out although they, they, there was an Easter egg in this that's like oh you've been great since you beat uh, uh, John Tobias or <laughs> Ed, Ed Tobias they like combined the they always hide themselves in fact I believe Ed Boon played Scorpion in Mortal Kombat Annihilation that entire piece of trash but oh, regardless wow. yeah. Uh, he also is the one I believe, I, or or Tobias, I don't remember. One of them is the guy who yells, get over here, and frosty, toasty. <laughs> um, <clears throat> ridiculous, dumb video game things. Right. Um, but then with Mortal Kombat X, mm. uh, I think NetherRealm got to a very good sweet spot. And I think they learned it through doing the Injustice games, mm-hmm. um, which was the DC yeah. <clears throat> fighting games. And they did a DC versus Mortal Kombat, which I think they learned a lot of hard lessons on because mm-hmm. that wasn't great yeah but uh the story t- so i i grew up with these characters and i know it's all b-movie schlock but like i can tell you the history of all of most of the main characters throughout this this ip right and what x did was very clever in the sense where it starts messing with sort of uh resetting the balance and sort of uh alternate timelines etc whatever and then mortal kombat 11 goes full blown and starts merging timelines so you get like y- like young johnny cage and old johnny cage like <laughs> x introduced like characters kids that are now fighting right and which a lot of them are very good cassie cage um <laughs> uh jackie briggs uh it like they're they're, they're <laughs> How really old are these kids just so we're aware they're like 18 or 19 19. Okay, I was like, there's yeah. like not five year olds in the game. They're consenting adults. I mean, um, there was that babality. Oh, with the babality when you turn them into babies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was like worried if the oh. babies started playing now. Uh, <laughs> man, oh boy, oh boy. But then, like, but I will say this with Mortal Kombat 11 specifically, but 10 started this. You're, you're right. It knows what lane it's in. Yeah. And what I like and respect about the Mortal Kombat property and franchise is yes, it knows its lane. But it's not content to stay in its lane. It will build a double and triple decker highway around its lane to try to get to the destination in new and interesting ways, even though it knows you're going to violence town. Like, Hmm. it's the last four to five years, they have not been content resting on their laurels, and they have been doing new and interesting stuff. One of which is one of the best story modes in X and Mm -hmm. Eleven that I think I've seen in any fighting game. 
Uh, it takes you through, and this is why, actually, Sheer, I would suggest even for you buying Mortal Kombat 11 if it's on sale, mm-hmm. because the 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 story mode in that game, and this is a spoiler alert for some of my thoughts on this film, infinitely better than this movie's plot. <laughs> like, like yeah. it, it, because it's fun, yeah. like, it's just having a good time, and, like, weird stuff happens, but, like, the cutscenes are, are hyper well done, and it runs you through the gambit of playing all the different characters, because you play, like, three missions as Johnny Cage, and the story moves, and now you're Scorpion, and the story moves, and now you're Kano. Like, okay, it, it's, it's really well done. Okay. Uh, and so, I, I've been getting back into Mortal Kombat over the last few years, uh, and we've even done panels about the original movie and, and video game movies in general in the past. And so when this, when I I heard that they were redoing it, I was like, makes sense. It's been a while. And they've like, got a massive new franchise now with yep. the X Games, right? Yeah, yeah, with that, yeah. So so, okay, cool. And then mm-hmm. the first trailer came out. The first images came out, and I was like, this looks good. Mm-hmm. Then the trailer came out. I'm like, this looks bad. Okay. And. Uh- and then I kind of fell, I think, to the hype train for it. I never, I never thought I would, I never thought it would be like amazing. But again, I knew it wouldn't still be a jujitsu. Like, okay. like <laughs> that's your standard bearer right now. Is like I'm gonna, if I can beat that, I'm good. Well, I mean, uh, I, if I can beat that, I'm, I, I still deserve to breathe. Um, so, so I, I was psyched to talk about it and talk through this stuff on, on a. On a, on a more critical platform, because again, I go back to a pajama jammy jam, however you however you put it. Like, can you turn on this new Mortal Kombat on a Saturday morning and get grab your Lucky Charms as a forty year old man and and just wear pajamas and and watch this nonsense thing and have a good time? Maybe, but I think there was a lot of for everything it did right. I felt like there was a lot of missteps. Mm-hmm. How did you feel all curled up on your couch, sort of top level, top level design choices of Mortal Kombat as a film yet again? Um, I got to be honest with you. It is now what? 10 o'clock in the evening of the day that I saw the film mm-hmm. and I barely remember the movie and I did watch it and I did find myself having to pause just to like make sure I, my brain was catching up with anything that was happening. Not because it was complicated, but because I felt myself drifting away from time mm-hmm, to time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think this is a handsomely made extended cutscene from the game. You know, it feels like a very handsomely made. There's almost moments in this where I'm going, yeah, I think that's a great idea. And I think that's a good idea for a movie. And it's kind of fun. Um, but nothing to me elevated beyond feeling like a cutscene from the game in terms of like it, I, I often find, no, it's, it's wrong to say I often find, uh, <laughs> I felt like this film was often backing into the IP as opposed to the other way around, which was that the story was constantly having to maneuver around the fact that there is a pre-existing IP and the pleasures that are derived from making this movie in some part are demonstrating that they know and understand the IP and say to the audience, hey, here's this character. You might have seen it uh, as you've played the game. That character has no relevance to this movie and ultimately doesn't affect much, but here they are. Enjoy. And... um, Ah, yes. Who will forget their favorite Mortal Kombat character, Raikou? 
Uh, no, you won't. Yeah. It's funny because Natara and Raiko, and I think I'm even saying Raiko wrong, are yeah. like are like Z-list characters from like Mortal Kombat Deception, like in the dark, dark ages right. of of like like what I guess would be Mortal Kombat like seven or eight, right? And you know they're here because they're hoping maybe this becomes a franchise to keep moving forward. I don't know if it will, especially with the money they spent. But like, so they can't like they can't bring out like Baraka and have Baraka die because like that's too popular of a character. Or or um, Goro or, dies in this though. I was I was impressed. Goro, who looks a lot like the Hulk these days, yeah. Uh, his characterization. Yeah. I was like, man, it, did they borrow from like a combination of Ang Lee's Hulk and uh, the Marvel and uh, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk? No, no. Um, but look, I, I I I think it's a very handsomely made film, and I think it understands the pleasures of what Mortal Kombat is supposed to be, and whether those pleasures can elevate beyond what it actually is. I don't know if there is a world where Mortal Kombat is a great movie. There uh, is. It was 1995. Yeah, we're m- mixed bag on that one. <laughs> I, I, you know what I didn't. You know what I haven't watched is the uh, is the TV show or the the, the YouTube show that they did. Oh, Legacy. Um, was that any good? Was that? It, that is also a mixed bag. The yeah. first one, uh, Jerry Ryan plays Sonya Blade, um, and it's her Jackson Kano in a two parter when they're storming like the cybernetic ninja facility or whatever when Sector and Cyrax are being created. Not in this film. Don't worry about it. Right. Um, <laughs> and uh, that was really really good. And then everyone's like, "Whoa, okay." <laughs> And then they kept going, and they did a Johnny Cage one that was fine, and they did a different one that was okay. And then they start like, because their whole thing was like, we're turning this into something that's grounded. It's right. not like super magic. This is all whatever. And then they just went super magic, like <laughs> they just went to Outworld for Katana and Melina, and like they just made Scorpion. Yeah, it broke I, its own rules, kind of, and then it got bad. I have the I, Blu-rays if you ever want. I, I just, I you know, I don't know if there's. I, I'm look. There's always potential to elevate this beyond. I think Simon McQuaid, who directed this, um, also directed probably one of the most fla- famous PlayStation commercials of all time. Um, does oh, I, is that the one with the with the bar? Yeah, the bar and all the characters yeah. pop up. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a great commercial, and I think he. Um, you know, again, understands what this movie is. They're, like, like to me, the the sort of interesting storyline is the bloodline storyline from Scorpion, and like this idea mm-hmm. that that you know, like he is coming back to to reap vengeance upon uh, uh, Sub Zero for having killed his family and seeing the whole cycle being repeated again with his descendant. I don't think the film cares enough to go anywhere with that, and and you know. Uh, I certainly, as a person who is not well versed in that narrative, didn't feel like it meant a hell of a lot. But I was like, I was like, as I was watching, I was like, oh, I think that would be a pretty interesting movie. But I don't know if that's what the pleasure of this is. The pleasure of this is, hey, look at this character. Look at them come to life. Hey, here's some fights. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think. I think. So 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 I had higher hopes during this movie during the first 7 to 10 minutes which they posted early I think cuz right. they knew it was kind of the best 7 to 10 minutes of the I didn't watch it before yeah. early but I think the Scorpion Sub-Zero fight back in um in feudal Japan yeah excuse me um was done very very well oh I also loved how 
I actually movie Bob called this out in his review and I, I it was one of the first things I was like oh this might be something special when when sub-zero comes he speaks Chinese and they yeah, and let then, you know when it's Chinese and they let you know when when um it's Japanese when uh Hanzo is is speaking <laughs> Japanese yeah. and they're talking around each other and it's not just oh the bad guys speaking the foreign language yeah like it was that was I, I really appreciated that I thought that whole sequence and everything was great I loved it's funny I found as the references got more and more blatant, I liked them less and less, but I loved that the tool his wife was using to dig was the fucking spear. I was like, yes, yes. But can I ask a question? mm -hmm. Because I watched this, you know, the whole movie and I was like, I don't understand what Sub-Zero's beef is with Scorpion. And I, and I, I know that there's an answer that's not in this movie, but my point is... Why isn't it in this movie? That's my, you know, and and that it brings me to my entire main problem with this movie. I think the character moments and the acting that they do with the characters specifically in a vacuum in that little moment, everything from literally every line out of Kano's mouth, I think uh, that uh, actor, what's his name? Uh, Oh, Josh Lawson (laughs) was having the time of his life. Kano, I never thought I'd say this, was easily the best part of this movie, I think. Surprisingly walks away with the movie just because Uh, he's, you know why? Because he's got the best lines. And and he's having (laughs) fun and I don't know. But the, the, the other thing is, so all of these things in a vacuum, I think do actually function. Mm -hmm. The problem is they, they're so worried about getting the fatalities in, making the references, showing a specific move, mm-hmm. that they're not really leaning into kind of what makes Mortal Kombat special. And that is, it's like, again, it's a B-movie plot. It's a martial arts contest that determines the fate of the world. That's dumb. Isn't it but, also, I mean, it's pretty much Game of, is it Game of Death or, yeah, Game of Death. It's pretty much the pyramid in Game of Death, right? You're just yeah. fighting bosses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and... I I just think they lost some of the through line because like it's such a simple premise. I could see how a filmmaker would be like, nah, we shouldn't do that. Let's do something else. So the plot in this is Shang Tsung is now breaking the rules and trying to kill off the fighters before the tournament. Mm-hmm. But we and don't really like, get a sense of what the of the tournament and that's my point this this movie relies on again i i hate it because movie bob was made almost all the exact points that i wanted to make but i he he was faster um (laughs) but he uh he they were basically saying and i agree with this this movie is like showing you all this shit and like you know that there's lore but because it doesn't tell you about the lore you don't know it and you feel like it's not complete like and, and 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 it could be interesting if the movie told those stories, but it is not interested in telling those stories. Like it feels like this is the second, like the the, the way they 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 give us information would feel like this is the second movie in a series, mm. and it's not. Like is, is this might be a really good example of you know the thing that we've done panels on, which is like why do video games not translate well into into movies. And in this case, it's not because the mechanics are ignored. I think they capture the mechanics pretty well uh, in this in this movie. Although, you know, admittedly, you're not playing them. But I think, again, the mechanics of Mortal Kombat, the game itself, isn't the pleasure in playing them. It's actually just fun to watch the visuals. You know, like, it's, like I never... Sometimes it's great when you, when you pull off a certain fatality, but it's also great just to watch a fatality. You know, right. like, that's the great thing. Um, 
And but I think in this case, what you're talking about, which you mentioned in um, I think Mortal Kombat 11 and and 10, is that those mythologies are better told in longer form storylines. And and this film doesn't, you know, like if it tried to recreate it, you could argue that it's it's up against a tough task, which is that those stories are well told in a very in a in an audio visual format in the other games, even yeah. you know, like in the story modes in those other games. So it's like, it's a really tough challenge, which is why I kind of come back to this thing, which is like, I feel like this is a very well executed cutscene from the games. But also they just kind of ignored certain parts and characters more than others, which I guess is fine with there's so many, but like, I still can't tell you what Raiden or Shang Tsung are like doing. Or fighting about, or. <laughs> and also, I do miss also, Christopher Lambert's laugh in that in those moments. The <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uh, uh, no. You know who I miss? I miss uh, Carrie Hiroyuki uh, Tagawa. If I'm butchering that name, the man who played Shang Tsung uh, oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, last we, film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, side note: you can get him as the Shang Tsung skin in oh, cool. uh, Mortal Kombat 11, and it is amazing. <laughs> uh, so. But now, and, and again, I, I don't think it's even like it's not uh, Chin Han's fault, and it's not, it's not uh, Tadanobu Asano's fault. Oh, I love I love Tadanobu Asano. Like, uh, watch Silence, everybody, watch Silence. So, but like, they're just not given shit to do, and these are like supposed to be like, well, Raiden's god tier, Shang Tsung's yeah. up there. Like, these are supposed to be those characters. And what do we get? We get the first two times we see Shang Tsung is like we're told it's Outworld. Cool. We don't know what Outworld is. Hmm. Um, then he's sitting on a throne over the side of a cliff mm-hmm. and like monologuing the plot. Like, even if you look, even if you look at the way they set up Shang Tsung and the tournament and everything in Mortal Kombat, the 1995 story, like it all wraps together. Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah, exposition, there's, yeah, but yeah. it's not, it's not until like maybe 45 minutes into the movie before that it's treated like a mystery. And we see Shang Tsung moving around, talking to Kano, pretending to be Johnny Cage's, uh, manager, uh, like all of this stuff to get all the pieces into play to make the prophecy come true to win the tenth Mortal Kombat and be able to invade Earthrealm, like that all like the the movie tells you that, but this movie doesn't. Like yeah. this movie assumes that everyone already knows it, and I do not think it is a Spider Man origin story situation. Like this uh, well, is too weird and niche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to trust that you're thinking. And like, I don't know. Then uh, there's so many weird choices. Um, do you have a few? Do you, 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 oh, you raised I, your eyes. I, well, I, I, I guess I, I felt bad for Sonya Blade's character. Same. Be, just being the expedition, exposition dump. You know, she mm-hmm. was like, I'm here to explain plot lines, even though it doesn't really make sense that I'm explaining them in this way. You know, like, it's just like she, she is literally dropped into the movie to tell, um, uh, Cole, Cole what's happening. Yeah. And, and also she's a conspiracy a, theorist, yeah. but also is special forces, but has no backup. <laughs> it uh, lasts a long time as well. I, I just felt bad for the actress having to, uh, having to deliver all those lines. Well, and, and they kind of keep her outside of, the story for a long time but then she earns her arcana and her I mean, place does and, she yeah, sure why not i guess <sighs> like the, like like again i could like i could see the version of this movie that is more heartfelt about 
uh, Cole's story and his bloodline and Scor- yeah. you know and Scorpion. I don't know if that makes a good movie in the Mortal Kombat universe, though. No, but what I what I want to see is the heroes of Earthrealm come together as a unit and like actually like not just like come together and like be in the same room like interact with one another i want to see luke kang throw johnny cage's fucking l- uh, luggage into a river and then eventually they form a friendship like, yeah. th- like i mean at the end of this movie they kind of work together no 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 but here's this is this is, this is the second this is the sort of second part for as big as this movie's supposed to feel yeah it feels so small no well i, I was goro, like he fights goro in like a midwestern barn. Yeah, I and I, I was sort of curious about the choice for the final battle between Scorpion and Sub Zero. I was like, it's, oh, wait, we're in a gym somewhere. So <laughs> Scorpion went back to uh, Cole's gym and froze it all. <laughs> no, Sub Zero did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's like, what the shit? Yeah, and like, like, then there's that one sort of tournament area in the in the Light Temple. Yeah, and and I gotta admit, like, I guess maybe the second part of this is whether there is sort of like a visceral pleasure from watching the fights being executed or watching the um the fatalities at play i think there was one fatality where um uh was it shu sang uh, shang sung uh uses his hat is that the character or was it oh no Kung Lao. Uses, Kung Lao is the hat. Yeah, yeah. He uses his hat against Natara. Is that right? Uh, and, and Natara, yes. He, yeah. he does the spin in the ground and slides her into the blade hat. I was I, like, that's... Okay, so we've I've talked a lot, certainly on the podcast, about violence in cinema. Mm-hmm. And you, you kind of have to sort of surround the context for when you're watching something violent and whether the context actually makes sense. And I think the context in this is that the pleasures of the game are how ridiculous can the violence be? Mm-hmm. Like how silly can we make something or how how over the top and absurd can we make something? And that that moment kind of felt like it was a good example of them doing that, but it oddly felt like the only example. All of the fatalities did. Uh, I mean, Sonya uses her rings to blast through Melina's chest. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jax crushes uh, Raiko's head. Um, I, I guess the that Kung Lao one was the only one that felt clever like or unu- ridiculous or unusual yeah. or i was like oh unexpected you know like yeah. um but even like shanks like ugh, i keep going back to the shang Tsung character because he's he has a lot of like reasons for why he's doing things or right. at least sort of motivations and you kind of learn about what he can do and why he's doing it yeah this he keeps talking about is like i want their souls and, mm-hmm. and if you don't know that shang Tsung is a sorcerer who deals in souls which this movie doesn't tell you yeah. you'd be like okay uh, and then he takes uh, Kung Lao's uh, soul, uh, and it's like, oh, all it's, right. Yeah, I don't see any consequence of him doing that. Like he doesn't. It doesn't feel like he got more. Pa- he got more powerful or something. It was a strange I don't know, thing. Yeah. I don't know anything about Raiden. I don't know anything about Shang Tsung. And these are the two players that are moving pieces on the board, and therefore I feel like nothing matters. Right. Like yeah. on on a global scale. Like yeah. yes, Cole has his story, like with his wooden family. Mm. Also. Why are two of the five locations in this movie the same Midwestern house? <laughs> I, I like, I, yeah. It it it, it kind of blows my mind. It does, uh, but it kind of I guess it plays into the sort of not video game aesthetic, but it plays into the like this idea that that the video game is ultimately set on different stages and they're just bouncing between the different stages. Sure, sure. If we want to get more I meta agree, with it, I agree. They're not compelling. 
And but, like, not- but even when they go to a fantastical stage, like when Jax is fighting Raikou, somehow he's on the Outworld Bridge, which I thought was going to be the spike pit. Yeah. Like the famous spike pit from the first one. No, it wasn't. It was yeah. on a bridge for some reason. Because then, like, yeah. and the whole conceit is he's like, Cole's like, wait, Raiden, you can teleport people anywhere, right? And so then, then they just go to all these, the same sets they've been to before, with that yeah. exception. And, and, I, and out, the outer world, where, Outworld. Outworld. Uh, the actual outer, Outworld where they're, where, um, Shang Tsung is like corralling people. I was like, oddly felt somewhat, it was like, yes, they've shot in a real location, which is cool, but it's not augmented by things that make it feel There's fantastic. There's a statue. There's a yeah, statue there like of one... Goro or, or, or yeah. of a Takatan. Yeah. And it was like, oh, oddly uh, undercooked. Again, I do think it's qu- it's quite a handsomely made movie. And I think it's sort of like, you know, it's got that, it's got, Maybe the flair for you know the visuals that Simon Quad Quaid Quad um, has for putting together the aesthetic of it, but but it you know it doesn't feel particularly compelling. And again, I'm I'm hinging all of this by saying I don't know what the great version of this is, and I don't know what the I don't know if there is a great version of this. Um, I I think there can be. I think if you lean into like look okay if you're now if we're gonna script doctor this a little bit like. If you want to set Mortal Kombat in a modern setting and ground it a little more, which this kind of did, mm. I mean, even though there's magic and stuff, but it grounded it like a WB show ground stuff, right? Yeah. Like, then you need to spend time making us care about these characters that can make fire <laughs> dragons. Like, otherwise, it doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter. It's weird. I had more emotional resonance with Kano, even though I, like, didn't like his actions, but I liked watching him. He just because- has, yeah, he just has the best writing. He has the best writing, but also, like, the, this is what bugs me, too. Sonya had a couple great lines in there, too, that, like, worked really well. Hmm. And then I was like, oh, I see a glimpse. Fuck, I even think Joe uh, Taslim uh, as Baihan Sub-Zero, like, I mean, first of all, that man's martial arts is, is, is he's a phenom. It's it's absolutely nuts. Uh, and he and um, uh, Hiroyuki uh, Sanada, who played Scorpion. Yeah. Are like legends, and watching them fight is is amazing and fun to watch. But like, th- that can only get you so far. And I do feel like while this movie had a lot of really good fighting in it, yeah. D- did you feel like the editing kind of like yeah sucked I'd... some of the joy out of that? Yeah, I I it has that problem, which is that in a film like this, you kind of want. It's tricky though because. You know, look, the best examples are The Raid recently. You know, like mm-hmm. that is that is a sort of textbook example of great fighting in a film. Um, and the the thing that they have there is great fighters and just allowing them to kind of the, the space to breathe. In this, I think there are okay fighters in this, but they're... they're like, Han un- is literally... I'm sorry, not Baihan. Um, yeah. uh, that's the character. That's yeah. Sub-Zero's name. Joe Taslim is literally in The Raid. Like, right, right, yeah. And I, and I think they're... The uh, they're saddled with the costumes, and so their movements are a little bit slower. And it, the, yeah, you're right. I, I think the the sort of nit nit sum of all of that is that the fights aren't that exciting to watch. Yeah, which which ah oh, that bugged the hell out of me. Yeah, especially like, given that the structure of the movie is literally here's a character. Now let's see them fight. You know, like here's mm-hmm. another character. Now let's see that person fight. Um, you know, like in, in this world, fighting is equivalent to like having a coffee with someone it felt like like fighting was like the 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 sort of equivalent of uh of uh hey how's it going yeah let's fight and you know what i liked they did something new with kano like he was a good guy for a minute yeah 
uh, and and they uh, had to unlock his arcana. It's not just a tech thing in his eye. It's just like that's sort of what he does. Yeah. I also liked the reptile fight. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, look, I've completely forgot about that. There was a there's a fucking lizard in this movie that was walking around and was invisible for a minute. I yeah, that's just reptile. forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's funny because there's a moment where you see in the trailer Kano rips someone's heart out and you don't know who it is. It's yeah. a fatality of his. And he does that to reptile and he goes Kano wins. <laughs> uh, and I was like, fuck this movie. But in the moment, like I was like, yeah, no, this this functions. Yeah, it's a thing. In fact, actually, uh, some of the trailer moments that made me roll my eyes, I actually really liked in the context mm. of the film. But like, ev even uh, I thought the get over here moment was terrible in the trailer, and I actually didn't mind it in the film. What? Oh, oh my God. I just didn't understand why he said get over here. There was no context for him to be speaking English, was it? <laughs> no. It's his catchphrase, of course. But And, and that brings <laughs> me to my final problem of this movie. So, okay. Why are Sub-Zero and Scorpion so, fighting? That's why I think it. No, 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 no. I don't even care. But, like, the 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 way that this movie handles the ridiculous naming conventions or things or catchphrases, mm -hmm. it, like, literally, Shang Tsung goes, go, mm -hmm. Bai Han. Ta go to Earthrealm and kill the thing. And he's like, I am no longer Bai Han. I am Sub-Zero. And you're just like. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I mean, you just picture like five seconds after that, Shang Tsung just being like. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is that. Like, you're like, like, oh, because you're cold. I get it. No, clever. Oh, because yeah, you do yeah, cold clever. stuff. Neat. Yeah. Rebranding. You got to do it yeah, every yeah. 10 to 20 years when you're a fucking immortal <laughs> ice wizard. But like, and then like, just a different, like, every time was like a reference or something to to like direct line or or something in the game always felt when it wasn't an yeah. easter egg it felt yeah. stupid like great great use of something i'll say something bad and i'll say something good when kano's walking through the realm of light and he picks up the amulet and tries to mm -hmm. steal it and raiden's like put that back that is shinnok's amulet that is a big deal in the games like and it's nice to have that moment but it's small it's soft-spoken shahir i'm sure you weren't familiar it didn't add or subtract anything yeah. from you but when when the second that like uh you need scorpion to be like i fought my way out of yeah. hell to get revenge and you're like how'd, how'd you, you do it what <laughs> why did okay and also why are you named yeah, scorpion yeah. now <laughs> like it, it makes no like it's it goes if you're trying to ground your thing you can't just do that with dialogue, and I think people forget that. Grounding doesn't just mean different color grading and having characters say <laughs> fuck a lot. Like, you need to actually write your movie to have people speak like actual people speak. Fuck, even the um, uh, Cole's wife's character... Yeah. Allison, which I like. She attacks Goro with an axe. Again, Goro's fighting <laughs> in, 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 outside of a yeah. barn. Um, but, like... The, like her she says something like every interaction with the daughter like a very human interaction the words don't sound like the way people she talk like, oh, like fuck that and i'm and then attacks him with an axe or something like that well yeah that too but I, i'm even saying I, there was something like when they're talking about like is dad gonna be okay and she says something along the lines of like well i don't know if your father will be okay but i believe in the power of whatever like it's not like that lame but it's like it is yeah. that lame it's not those yeah. words it's i was just like just say no. It's gonna be okay, honey. Like talk like a human being because that's what your character's supposed to be. You're not shooting lasers, or you're not an invisible lizard, or you're not a, a harpy, or a fury, or it, or they, a, the uh, the uh, the wife and daughter character are the most uh, unfortunately used tropes in the movie, and 
you were sort of it's so so badly used that you're kind of hoping that there was either an ironic moment or something was going to happen because of this but they're just literally thrown in they're forgotten quickly as needed and then brought back in as quickly hey, as needed it's it's you know what the daughter's catchphrase is oh, do you remember uh, cool suit dad or no do the oh, uppercut do the uppercut yeah and i'm like <laughs> Yeah, we get it. You know, but like, okay, perf- okay, perfect example. This movie does things that work and things that don't work. Having d- yelling, do the uppercut, and having the uppercut be the thing at the end, and like whatever. Yes, Mortal Kombat does uppercuts. Congratulations, great. It's a punch. That really whatever. did remind me of the but Street that- Fighter punch. The Street Fighter, um, or oh, the you no, know, can- when when Ken does his uppercut in the uh, in. Oh yeah, it's the, terrible the, uh, in the movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. It- <laughs> um, but no, the. But then, so that I think yeah. doesn't work. But you know what did work? Because it's a funny reference to people who play Mortal Kombat is when Kano is fighting Kung mm-hmm. Lao or, or Liu Kang, excuse me, and Liu Kang sweep oh, yeah, kicks yeah. him. And then Kano gets up. He's like, all right, yeah, yeah, do it. And sweep kicks him again. He's like, is that only the move you know? And he fakes him and he sweep kicks him again. Because that is a common trope in playing yeah. Mortal Kombat of just tapping the thing to do sweep kicks. And in that moment, if you're familiar with it, it doesn't take away anything from it. It's an enjoyable moment outside of knowing the video game playing lore yeah. or whatever. Like, it works, but it's also like a ha-ha-ha where yelling, do the <laughs> uppercut. I'm like... <laughs> I can't. I mean, like, again, I can't. I'm not so, the thing. The, the thing about it is, I'm not mad at this movie at all. Like because I just, I think its function is IP management in a way, and <laughs> and and it successfully does that, and it looks like a Mortal Kombat game cutscene, and it's like, yeah, it does what I just, I don't, I can't quite fathom the great version of this, and I don't think I'm not. Maybe there is. And like you said, maybe it's the game itself. It kind of... It's called Mortal yeah, Kombat yeah. 11 is what the great yeah, version of and, this is. And and there's uh, a lot of different IP around this. Like there's comic books, there's cartoons. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, like th- this doesn't have to be the the, the sort of um, bellwether for, for whether the success of Mortal Kombat is a storyline. It kind of, like, oddly, it makes me think about um, how great Christopher Nolan was at transferring Batman's IP into a narrative. You know, like, sure. because because sure. I think what this film does is it's constantly just introducing the IP and and, yeah. and not doing much else. Whereas I was like, oh yeah, man, when Christopher Nolan really, I, I don't love Batman Begins, but I was like, he actually was like doing a story and tying the IP together in a sort of clever way. And I think, you know, Marvel does mm-hmm. this really well as well, obviously. Yeah, I think... Uh... I also think choosing to wrap this around mm-hmm. Cole is he a character in the game? Interesting. I see. Here's the thing. I know a lot about Mortal Kombat. I don't fucking okay. know. Um, I feel like he might be an addition, like that happened. Uh, I'm sure he will be from now on. Happened. I'm sure it'll be like a thing. Maybe. No, I think it might be a brand new a brand new character. There were some other characters they sort of mm. introduced, uh, but like the rumor was that it was actually going to turn out to be Johnny Cage. Like, Cole goes to Hollywood and changes his name to Johnny Cage. Uh, but in the end, he goes to um, fight like, Johnny Cage. To, to find okay. Johnny Cage, because they're now hunting for new warriors, which apparently there always were, even though they said they were the last what? Like, I yeah. don't fucking know. These dragon... The dragon... I can't get... I can't decide if I think the dragon marks transferring when you kill somebody is dumb in the Mortal Kombat world or a really good is that, mechanic. Does that happen in the like, games? It's... 
Okay. No, is those that there's nothing. That's a brand right. new thing. And I like that when because so, like, I because again I felt bad for Sonya Blade feeling not only like being the exposition dump but being excluded from the Mortal Kombat. She was like, well, she can't fight because she'll you know she's in Japanese. So I was like, she was just always like sidelined. So I kind of liked it yeah. that she got her. You know, like. And I guess Kano like stole it from a kill she was getting yeah. or something, and that's why he got it anyway. I it's don't not great know. stuff, but uh, I was kind of like, okay, that's the thing, you know. Yeah, like in this in this world that Mortal Kombat has yeah. set up, it's a fine mechanic. Yeah. But then, like, I, I, it feels like Cole's character was rewritten like a few times. <laughs> like, I know it's supposed to be the audience surrogate into this fantastic world, but the problem is they never actually use it to explain the fantastic yeah. world. They just sort of like push people through. Also, both. Shame and props for making Cabal look like he's just in like a in a rubberized Who suit. Who's Cabal again? Uh, the one with the hook swords, and he talked like a fucking nineteen forties gangster. Uh, and he had a gas oh, mask, yeah, 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 and he talks yeah, yeah, yeah. to Kano. I was the expecting thing. that to turn out uh, to be like some sort of uh, famous casting or some like uh, stunt casting for for the voice of that, but uh, no, it was just a guy by the name of Daniel Nelson. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> why not? Uh, and I, you know, I, it, here's the thing. He's a New Zealander, I love that by the way. They made that costume <laughs> nice. They made that costume look straight out of Power Rangers, but like the, the effects work on Cabal. He did all Cabal's moves. He ran real fast. He made people spin. He was using hook swords. And then he gets friolated by Kung Lao's uh, <laughs> dragon fire. So, uh, or Liu Kang's dragon fire. Excuse <laughs> me. Uh, look, I wanted so badly to come on this show and be like, yes. <laughs> watch Mortal Kombat yeah. like this is uh, you know whatever and and now I will come on this show and say yes play Mortal Kombat, play Mortal Kombat's 11 story <laughs> mode because like I'll tell you straight up Shahir not gonna lie it's emotionally resonant Great. for me like there were moments where I found myself in the Mortal Kombat 11 story like getting getting a little misty because something happens to a character and it right. feels real and this <laughs> <laughs> did not even come close to that. I mean, I guess it would have if they had set up Sub Zero and Scorpion's rivalry. Yeah, I, um, I just, I, I mean, I know that they're rivals. I just don't know why. Their houses are are rivals. The Lin Kuei Scorpions, uh, Scor sorry, Sub Zero's clan are, I think, canonically like bad guys in the thing, and Scorpions are good. Um, but they like, and and I guess like, uh. Uh, the Lin Kuei are like murders and assassins and things like that. And so like, I think Hanzo um, <laughs> went through and, and like started fighting right. them like to get to like stop them. And that's what got him on Sub-Zero's radar. And that's why he kills his family. I, you know, there's another part of me that goes, but, maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe we, we don't need any more than just that. Right. Like, like there's, there's a guy who freezes things. He kills the, this other guy's thing. This guy comes back and he's got fire and now you got a battle, right? <laughs> I don't want explanations for the powers. I want to know why these two are killing right. each other. Like, because otherwise I don't care that they're killing each other, right? Like, like, like I actually think the the what what the machina what they what do they call it that when they uh, unlock their powers, Arcana. Arcana. Look, is it a dumb MacGuffin? Yeah. Does it fit with all the dumb other stuff in this world? It yeah. sure does. And if we're looking for an explanation as to why. Kano can shoot a laser out of his fucking eye. Like, yeah, I think that's kind of neat. It almost turns it into almost X-Men territory. Like, that's that's fine if you want to do that. But, like, yeah, you congratulations. You've explained why fireballs right. work. 
can you tell me why this person wants to kill this other person? Or are we just going to skip it? Like, that's what gets me. You know, there, I, I've been trying. I've been trying to wrap my head around like, what's the great version of this? And I don't know if this is the great version of this. But the thread that I would pull if I was involved in this, and this is no way saying that this is a good idea, but just the the thread that I think would be an interesting one to pull. Well, you'd be interested. Is yeah. the idea that um, Scorpion, when his wife and child were killed, you know, and they were frozen, that he feels a sense of guilt that he didn't try to save them or he didn't like try to like punch the, you know, like do what his descendant does. Right. And I would have thought that mm-hmm. <laughs> punch, punch the, the ice, ice. punch the ice. By the way, watch the movie Rust and Bone, which features a similar storyline. Um, the, okay. the, uh, I would have thought that like the thread that I would have pulled is something to do with that. This guilt around, you know, chasing after his enemy versus, you know, like trying to save his child, his wife and child, and then seeing Cole kind of do the opposite and having a sort of a narrative through line about that. And then also like for that character to kind of see his descendants and be proud mm-hmm. of them and realize that in death he has lived or something like that. I, th- I, I think that might be an interesting thread sure. to kind of like try and weave this to. I don't know if that's a good idea or not, but, I think it's a solid. It's a solid pull. Like, yeah, why not? And, and I, on the other side, I'm like, the film introduces IP. Here is the IP. Uh, if you're into the story, have a good time. But I, I, you know, like, as you say, the the games do it better. I, I, ultimately, coming down on the side of this is of like, I would not recommend this because I, I did find it dull. But even though, sort of handsomely dull. Um, you know, like I, I didn't particularly have a great time watching it, but I, but I could envision a world where if anyone's invested their time playing this, they might be sort of adjacently curious about what this thing is, but, you know, but, but you're not going to miss out much if you, you if you miss it. You just you just hit something on the head. An email send only move podcast at gmail.com if you're a Mortal Kombat fan and you really dug this movie. Actually, I'd love to talk to Jira yeah. about it too because I know that uh, he did say he dug it. Um, I would argue that if you are a fan of the games and the lore, outside of the cheap thrill of seeing, ah, Kung Lao's fatality, I recognize that. Uh, oh, Liu Kang looks a lot like Liu <laughs> Kang. Um, I would argue that this is not for... The f- like you're you're getting the fanboy moment, but you're not getting what makes Mortal Kombat special, right? Yeah, and, and that's the interconnectivity of the world that it's crafted. Granted, it's a batshit dumb as fuck world, but it does again stay in its lane and elevate how you travel on that lane. And this doesn't do that. This gives you a greatest hits list of moments of I understood that mm. reference. And some fighting that's uh, way too cutty in the editing. Yeah, department. yeah. It, um, and the special effects are fine. I mean, it looked good for a ninety mil yeah. movie. I thought. I mean, it's for most part. I mean, I didn't. I, I guess. I guess. I thought. Are, are you coming down on? I, I know where you're coming down on this, and I'm wondering where I come down on this. Is the ninety-five mm. film better? I know you're. You will think that it is. You will say that it is, right? Yes. I, yep. I, am I? 100%, am I saying that it is? Maybe. How long ago have you it, watched I, that movie? I, when we before we went to the last panel, I actually went and watched the thirty-five mil print of that movie. You were a saint. <laughs> um, I, I mean, that in my opinion, it's not a great movie, but 
I agree with you that there is something soulless about this version that is slick but ultimate and slick and has potential but is ultimately soulless in a way that despite the sort of technical problems or kind of goofy silliness of the of the 95 version maybe doesn't have that same problem you know what i mean yeah i got it i got i have the, soul the analogy sucker. by the way the soul sucker well yeah. that's the thing this sucked the soul <laughs> so that yeah so so 95's version is the hero's like is like soulful in a, in a way of like being true to the soul of the game this is if Shang Tsung sucked the soul out of the game and was just walking around with it and being like, do the uppercut. <laughs> like, that's the, this, it's, this is Shang Tsung pretending to right. be, using the powers of the thing to pretend to be the thing. Sweep kick, Shinox amulet, uh, Ed Tobias, uh, Scorpion spear, name drop it all over the place, like Goro in a barn. This, <laughs> I can't get over Goro in a barn. This is the prince. He's the prince of motherfucking Outworld. He's the goddamn right. prince. And he just fights him in this, like, backwoods farmyard. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't. Anyway, this is the soulless version of Mortal Kombat. You will see things that are neat. And you might have moments of, like, <laughs> aha! But you're not going to enjoy this outside of just being warm on a couch in your pajamas, uh, hopefully surrounded by loved ones in a warm no, blanket. No, I specifically chose that time so that my son wouldn't be around to like accidentally walk past a, a fatality at that moment. And I will say, at that time, I would have preferred a nap. <laughs> and that might just be I'm old, but well, I would have go. preferred a nap. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I think naps have a lot of value. Uh, I... I, I I wanted to love this movie. I kind of figured I wouldn't, but I did really want to talk about it. And I think I've got my emotions out about it, and I can go back to just lauding the 95 film and you know, call it You know, I, I, was I was thinking back on our Justice League review, not the, not the recent one, but the original one, where I was just mad at us having to watch that movie because I was like, look, <laughs> right. everything we've done so far has been bad uh, from this property, so why are we bothering to do this anymore? And there's so much other stuff out there. In the case of this, I'm like, I was curious to see what, like, new you know like it felt like it was something new at least and i wasn't like yeah you know there, there wasn't like a, a uh we've done this so many times and and i'm you know like there's so many other things we're watching i was like yes it's a big silly movie out um we're in covid times ergo this movie is available you know on hbo max it is a talking point it's trending on twitter because people get to like see a big goofy silly movie and have a conversation mm -hmm. around it um you know i i get it uh yeah i'm i'm I like that. I like that take. I like that take because Mortal Kombat cinematically is actually not yeah. well worn, and it was. It was. I, we were all curious to see what yeah, it exactly. would do, and that's better than seeing four films beforehand, knowing that we're not really into them and going to exactly, see the exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there, there is something to be said for that. Um, so mileage may vary, but I'm not recommending it. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> no. I, I'm really not either. Just pop in. L Lyndon Ashby will will save you. Uh, those are five hundred dollars sunglasses. I, asshole. I, I was like, that, I don't know, understand that reference. <laughs> uh, he's Johnny Cage in the ninety. Can people reach out uh, anyway. to you to play? Like Matt, what is the game oh. tie-in for the Mortal Kombat movie? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Yeah. You know what though? Here's what the game tie in. Uh hold on. I will tell you the exact game. Uh, uh. And now I've got to think of what the criterion uh Yeah, figure out the criterion one. 
I will say that this this movie's partner game would be Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance or or Shaolin monks. Okay. Uh, those are two not too frowned up, fr- smiled upon games. Um, but the, it definitely wouldn't be Mortal Kombat 11. Mortal Kombat 11, I honestly think, elevates this, where this just sort of drags it back. Um, I would say... Yeah, I don't know. What's the Criterion Collection it's, it's version? It's obviously Game of Death, which is on the Criterion Collection. Uh, the Criterion Collection oh, has right. Bruce Lee's um, Greatest Hits as a five-disc five, five disc, um, series, and you can uh, get that now, and it's uh, terrific. And you can see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar leaving a footprint on Bruce Lee's chest. Hey! Hey. Uh, Anyway, this has been the only podcast about the film Mortal Kombat. Shahir, when you aren't getting over here because it's still (laughs) COVID times, where can folks find you? You can see me uh, collapsing into my babality, which is just curling up on the couch and having a nap, uh, on my website at (laughs) www.shahirdaud.com. That's S-H-A-H-I-R-D-A-U-D.com. Matt, when you are pressing A-B-A-C-C-A-B-B-B-B-B-A, where can people find you unlocking all the cheat codes? You can find me constantly giving mercies and friendships because that's the kind of giving player to I am over at my website, M-A-T-T-A-G-W-K-R-O-L.com for my life and works. Also Skeletor, the number four, P-R-E-Z on Instagram or Emperor MSK on Twitter. Uh, next week, we're going to do your birthday. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's got to be Mitchell's versus the Machines. Do you, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Also, the Oscars is tonight. Uh, uh, if you're do, listening on the day this comes out. About that? Are we? I don't know. Maybe... Well, let's write see us what in. Happens. Only movie I mean, podcast. You got to write us in tonight. If you listen to this on the night of the Oscars, you got to write us in immediately to tell us to do the op- episode. Or you got to write us in to just go to or, or or just go to the charity stream that I'm on literally right now. Again, if you're listening to this on Sunday night, Twitch.tv/extra credits. I'm raising money for Rise Above the Disorder. I will be there. I will still be playing Dark Souls. I will only beat it with your help. <laughs> or not. Uh, we have like, other events going on. Try and distract from you, right? Or they yeah. could mess with me. But there's also other events that are going on during the day if we reach certain fundraising goals. Uh, we're playing Among Us with some special guests. Uh, I know Tearzoo's stopping by. Uh, Carolina Ravasa is going to be there. Um, Nate from Dwarven Forge, a couple others. And then later on, me and, uh, oh, Shahir, you might even be interested in this. Will and I, if we make a certain goal, we're going to be watching a film via uh, the share play over Amazon Prime and oh. Twitch. Uh, we're going to be watching Moulin Rouge. Oh, the Baz Luhrmann uh, joint. A movie that yeah, I tire yeah, of very quickly despite admiring. Oh. Uh, like, I, yeah. Uh, and yeah. then. Anyway. Yeah, and then we're going to be doing a game of Jackbox if we get to a certain point. And then DJ Duck Hunt Demon might be closing out the night that is. with a, a great set. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. So we got a lot going on over there. Please uh, come over, check it out. You can let me know there. I'll be there looking to talk about something that isn't Dark Souls on hour <laughs> nine. So um, please stop by. Let us know if we should do a Oscar film. Um, yeah, I guess that's that's all I have to say. That's that's my flawless victory. That's my uh, my fatality on the franchise. I'm I'm all about the babalities on this because uh, you're a babe, buddy. Oh, th- th- thanks. Your compliments remind me of the babe. <laughs> I guess. Well, friendships are really fun. You can be just be friends and bake people cakes instead of ripping their faces off. Anyway, uh, yeah, we'll talk at you next week. And uh, until then. Um, you know, guard your hearts. Hey, Matt. Because Kano might come at you. 
Happy birthday, buddy. Oh, thank you. Bye. Bye.